And I think that Rubicon and uh, that other show just kind of fell to the wayside because of these three juggernauts that mm-hmm. were obviously right there. So, and I think AMC, AMC is a smaller, still a very, even after all their success, these years later, they're still kind of independent. They're small time. So I, I, I think they just, it couldn't survive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all. all of those shows are great too. Like, I, I think I really, I think I had a lot going on in my life in 2010. I was you know, just, there was just a lot happening, but I caught up on those other shows. Like I've seen Breaking Bad and all of Mad Men and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I can see how Rubicon just wasn't. This, <laughs> yeah. I uh, saw Rubicon because I heard about all those shows. So then I started watching AMC and then they debuted that. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch this because of all those shows that have been successful on it that I haven't seen yet. So I was like, I was the opposite from you. Do you know what uncancel means? Have you ever thought about what happened to those TV shows that were advertised every single week until their plug was ultimately pulled? Well, we have. Welcome to the show that's bringing Dead TV back from the grave. We review pilot and finale episodes of television series that disappeared as quickly as they debuted. Maybe we will like the show enough to want to bring life back into its corpse, or maybe it's better left dead. Will we leave it in the trash, or will we give it a second pass? Either way, this is Uncancelled, giving trash TV the chance it never deserved. Hi everyone, I'm Tom Cash and you're listening to Uncancelled, the show where we watch and review the first and last episodes of a television show from the last 20 years that was cancelled after only one season, as based on an article by Thrillist.com. The show we'll be reviewing today is 2010's Rubicon, created by Jason Horowitz, best known for the Netflix show House of Cards, starring Kevin Spacey. It stars James Badge Dale from World War Z, Jessica Ann Collins of Zero Dark Thirty fame, and Lauren Hodgins from The Adjustment Bureau. The show's description, Will Travers, is an analyst at a New York-based federal intelligence agency who is thrown into the story where nothing is as it appears to be. Uh, before I go on, I should introduce our host, as always, Brandon Morrison. Hi, Brandon. Thank you, Tom. Before we start the show, I just want to give a quick shout out to our first patron, Kelly, as well as the others that have joined since. Not Rob, Mike, Shania, Tom, every... Tom? Tom, that's you, you psycho. You can't subscribe to your well actually you can really it's just that good tom had to go ahead and subscribe himself because he just couldn't resist uncancelled on patreon for the low price of 2.99 you will also unlock access to each and every episode this season as it becomes available no waiting months to hear all 30 you can do it right now you can go sub to our Patreon, where we have the first five episodes updated for you to binge, just like you might binge Rubicon right after you're done listening to this. Alternatively, if that's a little too rich for your blood, you can also make a custom pledge. We'll settle for a couple donut holes. It's okay. 
Is that a conspiracy? No, we're just hungry. Oh, oh. peanut butter. James Badge Dale. That's what World I found him. Really? I don't know him for anything else. Been... This is oh my, my introduction to him. The Pacific? I... The Pacific? No. Do you know the Pacific? That was the sequel no. series to Band of Brothers? Oh. No. You know Band of Brothers? I know what that is, but I didn't, I've never watched it. You don't know Band it. of Brothers? Like, like, Band of Brothers was the that miniseries of World War II that came out and it had all the all these crazy actors in it. There's yeah, so it had tons of stuff. people in it. When you go back and watch uh, it, you're like, I know that yeah. guy, I know that and guy. And it was the it came out, it was by Steven okay. Spielberg. Oh, I know of it. Hanks. I just never saw they it. Co-created it. So I'm I'm clearly Okay, well this is a sequel. This is the sequel series that they did, and James Badge Dale. Well, is I will say he's a magnificent character. actor. I, I was really surprised, and he was also in briefly in uh, what's that? He was. I didn't know it went this far back because Rubicon was. I saw this originally in this in the Pacific, and that was my introduction to him. But he actually pops up in mm. The Departed. If you've seen oh, that, I like that movie. A big Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, he he's in the uh, uh, spoiler alert. He's in the elevator oh. scene near the end where it has like crazy oh, ending wow. and they all kill each other. No kidding. He's one of the guys. Okay, I'm gonna go back and watch yeah. that. That's a good no, movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a minute. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's was in Iron Man three too. He's been in a oh. bunch of things. Oh, actually. okay. He's just like he not a that... principal actor all the time. No, he has a new series. I think it's called Hightower, Hightown. It's on Showtime. Mm. It's been around a couple of years. Hightown. 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 Man in the Hightower? Yeah. Or Hightown. It oh, is Showtime? on Stars. Showtime. Stars. Yep. Stars. Okay. He How old is, is... he now? <laughs> 40. Yeah, he's well, he was born in 78, so he would be 43. Okay, wow. So he, The Departed was 2006, so he was 33? 33? Wow. Okay, yeah, he goes back. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, so he goes, like, I mean, if this was around the time, you know. That he got those ser- those back-to-back series and stuff. He would have been like 40. Yeah. Getting his big break, I guess you'd say. Yeah, Before we go any further, we should introduce Amber. Amber is the host, or co-host rather, of Quizmas. A very funny podcast, I might say. I uh, really enjoyed listening <laughs> to it. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Amber. Um, hi, uh, I'm Miss Amber from Quizmas, and um, I'm a professional services recruiter, and I have wonderful godchildren, and I love video games, and I love entertainment. Um, I used to do marketing and music, and I've done a little bit of like YouTube and television stuff behind the scenes, um, went into recruiting for my professional career, but getting back into entertainment and my podcast, which is with my very best friend, whom I find hilarious. And she finds me hilarious, and we love listening to each other. And so if you want to do a podcast, mm. I recommend that formula because <laughs> we 
we yeah. did. Yeah, always a good formula. It's good to like yeah. each other when you're doing a, a, a work together. Yeah, makes it a lot easier. And I do know that professionally because I'm a <laughs> recruiter. So, <laughs> um, hey. but, we take quizzes. We do like a range from like 1940s quizzes out of the back of old magazines to just like some BuzzFeed stuff we don't care about. And um, we just talk about life and make a lot of jokes. It's a comedy, like comedy podcast by uh, Spicy 30 Ladies. So so if you want to find that, you can Google Quiz Miss. That's M-S. And you guys are on Apple. You guys are on Google Play, I think. I saw you on a couple of different places. Yeah, so yeah. we have a Patreon. It's not we have. Difficult. No, yeah. I think it's easier if you do um, Quizmas is one word, Q-U-I-Z-M-S, and then space podcast. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Quizmas, Q-U-I-Z-M-S podcast. And then, yeah, we have a Gmail, we have a Reddit. It, yeah, it's easy to find us. We're all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I found you on Podcast Addict really easily. Yay. So that's where I added you guys. Thank you, by the way. I'm so glad you started with episode four. I think uh, that's our, that's a good introduction. That's when our equipment got better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the show as a whole. The whole show. Amber, what is your opinion? Because you seem to have a differing opinion than perhaps us. And we'd rather be interested in hearing what you have to say first. Oh, okay. Um, I My opinion evolved over time. I was very interested by the first episode, and I realized maybe this wasn't the best viewing experience (laughs) to watch the show in. Um, But by episode 13, I was kind of like unsurprised. It just didn't it didn't seem like it moved that much or had that much momentum. So I thought it was, it had a little more potential on the first episode. And by the second episode, I was like, meh, meh. So, okay. You watched the whole thing. No, I didn't. I, I just watched the, I just watched, I mean, by this, by the final episode, the second okay. episode we completed. Oh, of both episodes. Yes. So of the, the both episodes. Watching the second, the two of two, you did not two of two, meaning the last episode. 13th, I guess. Yes, 13th. Yeah, 13th. Yeah, and I just thought for there was there was so many episodes in between. Like I felt like like a lot must have not happened. There was only like one new character. Like I was like I could still follow along very well. So I was like, uh I don't think they went anywhere with it. I think there was a lot to unravel that they had to unravel and I think that what would have happened is that the more they discovered, the more there would be to kind of unravel. And because I saw this when it came out. Oh, mind you, you, that was 2010. So that's 12 years ago. And so my memory, I remember like when I went back and watched the first and the last i remember i i didn't remember any of the last uh, <laughs> really than none really at all i remembered the opening scene and bits and pieces as 
the pilot went along. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It's funny what you remember, especially, you know, all these years later. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Um, but, yeah, I sort of remember that the more they discover, the more there is to kind of unravel. And, and then there's different people that get involved and um, there's a lot of tight-lippedness. And I think... It's a very slow burner, and there's a lot of, because it's a lot of conspiracy. Yes. I actually kind of like those sort of shows, so I'll back up, because it's like, when I started out watching it, I thought I was going to like it. So, like, I I love those kind of shows. Like, we were just talking about, like, I love um, true crime and I love, like, lots of entertainment stuff. And um, so I, I'd never heard of it, though. I was the opposite of you. And I watched a lot of TV, but, like, 2010, I guess I just missed this because I would have liked it. Um, I, I've heard of, I, yeah. I've worked with good companies who have the name Rupacon, actually. Um, <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay, this is a TV show that was exist that was canceled after one season. Like, I, I didn't know anything coming into it. So I had a total open perspective well this was on amc in 2010 uh that's breaking bad was in its third season i believe Mm -hmm. mad men something like that mad men was in its third season great shows uh they just came out with the walking dead um I've read more of the comic than they I have were, actually watched the TV show. Yeah, but these were all on AMC. So Rubicon was like, okay, you have three stock shows on the same Ooh. network. And I think they had come based off Walking Dead. Then there was Kevin Smith had like a, a comic book podcast show or something. And, there was a whole bunch of buzz and they had come out with another show too. And I think that Rubicon and uh, that other show just kind of fell to the wayside because of these three juggernauts that mm-hmm. were obviously right there. So, and I think AMC, AMC is a smaller, still a very, even after all their success, these years later, they're still kind of independent. They're small time. So I, I, I think they just it couldn't survive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because all. all of those shows are great too. Like, I, I think I really, I think I had a lot going on in my life in 2010. I was, you know, just there was just a lot happening, but I caught up on those other shows. Like, I've seen Breaking Bad and all of Mad Men and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I can see how Rubicon just wasn't. This, <laughs> yeah. I uh, saw Rubicon because I heard about all those shows. So then I started watching AMC and then they debuted that. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this because of all those shows that have been successful on it that I haven't seen yet. So I was the, I was the opposite from you. Right. So yeah, I was like, definitely. you saw those shows. Yeah, so I was coming in and I I was like, what's happening? Oh, there's a clover, a redhead, nice, blammo, a gun. I was like, this is my shit. Like I was (laughs) 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 And then the intro, I was like, oh, stuff is happening, conspiracies. I love a mystery. I'm always like, you know, like it's that lost thing of, you know, uh or or what's the creator of lost? Um 
J.J. Abrams, Abrams thing where he's like, he likes to, you know, what's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? And I'm like, yeah, what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? What's in the Seven? box? What's in the fucking box? Tell me. I'm a, I'm a sucker. So, <laughs> um. Crossroads head. Sorry. What? <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I really thought I was gonna like it. Yeah, I was actually really excited when we first started. I was like, "Oh, this is oh, this is a totally me show." So, so then your opinion changed uh, without. Uh, if that's going to dive cause you to dive into the episodes, and we can dive into those, but. If you want to give a brief overview of how your opinion may have been faltered without giving too much detail, what happened? A teaser. Um, I would say that um, I actually thought the first episode had promise. And then I was just bummed that there was so little to enjoy about the second, the final episode that we watched. Because... Um, I I wanted to lovingly roast the show, and I was just more like, oh, you know, <laughs> oh, a bit of a letdown. No, I can you see how you said you didn't remember the last episode, and I was like, the more I think about it, the less I remember of it too. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, there was some stuff that happened. It just left you. For me, it left me wanting, raising more questions than had been answered. And I was kind of disappointed that there was not more. And yeah. It was sort of unfulfilling, right? It was a little, a little bit. bit. I just, and that's what I felt like with the show is sort of like somebody filled up a balloon, sort of, and then started to pop it, but it slowly squeaked out. And I was like, oh, I was hoping for a big surprise. <laughs> big surprise. <laughs> Uh, how about the big surprise in the first episode? First episode! Episode one, called Gone in the Teeth. In this episode, Will shock suffers a shocking tragedy. While he considers leaving his job at API, he begins to uncover clues that point to a sinister conspiracy. Catherine question her, questions her billionaire husband's unexpected suicide. IMDB rating on this one is 8. I'm sorry, 7.8 out of 10. Hmm, that's not bad. That's pretty good. I gave it a 8.5 out of 10 for me. I, okay, so I was kind of getting into it as it went along, but at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, I thought it was going to have more of a cliffhanger. So I was more like a 6.5 or so like i thought it had potential but compared to today's tv shows there is usually some good hooks like um oh gosh what's that show on showtime we were just talking about um all the the ladies and it's sort of lord of the flies-esque um Mm. oh gosh I'm not sure what, I think which one you're talking about. They crash in a plane and they're on an island and um, it's got uh, Juliette Lewis or, and it's got, um, oh, I can find it. Sorry. I don't know. Juliette Lewis. Oh, you're finding it right now. And um, it's really popular. What is it called? Um, Mayday? No. no, that's a movie. Uh, yellow jackets. Yellow jackets. That's it. Oof. Yeah, yellow jackets. Yellow jackets is some good TV. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Like we we just had this conversation with another guest where we're we're back into another golden age of TV. We really are. We have all these streaming platforms. And I mean, we just talked about heck what probably launched it was really, you know, you had AMC come out of nowhere with three of the these you know shows that are now cemented in in pop culture um one is still active the other two are done but they're still very oh yeah the walking dead franchise well breaking bad had the movies and stuff i mean they're still i mean mad men's still iconic everybody knows we don't talk about the movie (laughs) 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 yeah I would say though that 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 Better Call Saul is a pretty good yes. spin-off. Yes. It's not really a continuation, yes. but it's an True, excellent so it's show. Still ongoing. Yeah. And I'm glad that they removed it from the the timeline and put it back. Yeah. So that we I'm can see like really surprised it's a different that they yeah. they gave up so quickly on this. Um show. on Rubicon. Yes. Yeah. I'm really surprised they gave up so quickly on it. Um regardless of your opinion, because they had those three juggernauts and it's like, okay, does they let, uh, I think hell on wheels. That was one that they let breathe for mm-hmm. a while and was just spinning its tires. And they oh, were I had, trying ha, ha, I see what you did there. Yeah. Hell on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I, I didn't even that. think that I did that. I just said that it wasn't. Oh, nice. Funny, it's it even was. better when you didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Unintentional pun. Funny. Unintentional pun. Uh, yeah, they let a lot of these shows kind of breathe and they just kind of, you know, after one season, they dumped this off and I'm not too sure, uh, why, even if it, it had low ratings or whatever, it's like, you have these other three shows to carry you just fine that you can kind of take those chances and yeah. let something breathe for, you know, a, a second season or give it three seasons i don't i don't know give it mm. 20 episodes maybe this was what 13 yeah yeah surprise. yeah little surprise especially the ones we've been reviewing uh a lot of them well i guess that's going a bit before 2010 but a lot of them were like 20 episodes or what have you so it's a little like 13 I guess episodes this is, is actually pretty modern. You know, that's like a now-ish yeah. kind of amount. Yeah. yeah. It's 100%. Yeah. So it's very, like, that it didn't come back. I'm surprised. Uh, not based off, not, like, removing my opinion from it that I want more, but uh, <laughs> I'm just surprised, like, putting all those things together that they gave up on it so quickly. Because I, you know, I'm sure it was just cost. I mean, big cast. It might be a lot of, you know, there's probably just a lot of behind the scenes reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it just came down to finances because I'm not saying the show was bad. It was like I said, it's the type of show that I would enjoy. But, um, but yeah, I just, it's a, like I said, I, 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 I didn't hate the first episode. I just thought I was like, Oh, I wish it had ended a little more excitingly, but I was ready. I was like, I'm going to learn more, you know? Yeah. I still loved it. Like it was the first time I saw it. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought there was, it was 
there was lots of intrigue and mystery yeah. and that they set it up properly like there was a proper uh character development where they didn't use any character they didn't take any character for granted like they use they use okay you have this new girl and you're like oh is she just going to be a plot device it's like no they use her in the lunchroom to then make us find out more about will the main character we find out that his uh daughter and wife uh died in 9-11 we okay. find that out through her Sort Can of, I pick uh, a bone about that? Yeah. I that sure. was my least favorite part of the first episode because I just thought that the way the guy said it, because I mean, she was like, first <laughs> of was. all, what a horrible question. Like what? Like who would ever be like, I know she didn't say this, but she was basically like, why is he so grumpy? Did his wife and children die in a train wreck? And it was mysterious. Like it was so like. <laughs> it was. She was a bit callous. <laughs> And uh, that's kind of who she is, though, right? That's kind of, they're all, like, analysts without... I I recruit analysts. They have personalities. Because the guy, in response, was like, uh, you know, because she was like, what, did his family die? (laughs) And the guy was like, try try wife and daughter. (laughs) Yeah, in 9-11. And I was literally, like, I didn't try. I was just like, ugh, like... Are you kidding me? Like, I, that's a great idea. 9-11, that was so, that, I don't know about that. But I I understand what they were trying to say. But did you have to have these analysts talk like they'd never spoken to other humans before? Like, just. Well, I think that was, they do bring up, he does bring up that, they do often bring up all this place is, they complain about the lack of kind of social atmosphere that their work has. That's true. Like that particular place is obviously a very secretive place. Is it not Tom? That was kind of the vibe, right? Well, yeah, it's sort of a, like a private security or, or it's private intelligence company kind of a thing which i didn't fully understand like how you have a private intelligence company but apparently they do and it's i don't know i i i didn't fully understand some of the premise items of the show like the the bit the company didn't make sense well, they to me moved even though i enjoyed it i mean they switched from one place to another more private place so they were getting recruited into the more secretive firms. So, I mean, the other people presumably had social lives. I, I get it, though. First episode, you know, sometimes there's a lot of editing, right? The dialogue can get a little clunky. You're just trying to get to the point as fast as possible. That was my one time where I was like, I liked the rest of the episode. That was the one that I was like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> it could have been delivered better. Yeah. <laughs> It could have certainly, yeah. He was, he's a good actor though. He's been in a few things. Dallas Roberts. He's been in a few things. I yeah. Think he was, he had a, uh, he had a bit of a um, part, recurring part for a bit in, in The Walking Dead actually. Uh, so yeah, but so I did, they yeah, were using these actors in AMC then. Like they were in a lot of these other shows too. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if James Badge Dale ever appeared in anything else, but Dallas Roberts was at least in The Walking Dead, and I can't remember anybody else. Um, that the guy that plays uh, the heavier set dude that ends up getting Will's job, he looked oh, yeah, familiar. Yeah. Can't he remember was, his name. He was, yeah, I can't remember his name he was either. Awful too, though. Did you Grant, notice? Like Grant. Us. Grant. Oh yeah, he was horrible. Oh my gosh, they didn't yeah. even try. Because again, I understand the first episode you're trying to set up character types, but again, spoiler alert, they did not let that guy grow very much. They were just like immediately not a nice guy, continues to be not a yeah. nice guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, Basically, yeah. Self-serving from scene one to scene mm-hmm. end. All business. Yeah, all yeah. business. All about his career. All about advancing really just his career. Like smarmy and kind of like bigoted. like what's bigoted? And there's a term for it, and I'm trying to think what it is. Like obsequious. I think this is the right term where he just sort of slimes on the people. Mm-hmm. Like that was the impression I got of that character. Yeah. <laughs> actually repulsive yeah no he was not good but i did like that i i know that it was a bit ham-fisted but the lunch scene where it gives us then that you know it wasn't it could have been more ham-fisted where he was like i lost my daughter yeah it could have been worse yeah (laughs) he wasn't even in the scene for us to find out about him Right. That's what I kind of yeah. like. I feel like it was almost there. You know what I mean? If they had just turned down the volume to like seven, they would have nailed that scene, you know? Yeah. Well, the Dallas Roberts character is very uh, sketchy, tweaky and neurotic. And I don't know if he was on drugs or what the hell his deal he was, was. He was, he just... was quirky. Yeah. Well, he... I find that's true of almost every character in this show is that they're a little bit quirky mm-hmm. or they have some edge to yeah, them. Absolutely. Like the, yeah. yeah. Like the Troxler guy, Troxler, uh, uh, Spangler, Truxton Spangler, Truxton that's Spangler. It. Yeah. Like his delivery almost feels like he's trying to do a walk-in impression. <laughs> he has an amazing voice. Though. It's such a, he is an awesome actor. I I just felt like in this role, his his oh. his timing and his cadence felt very walking esque, which amused me. <laughs> you know, if, why not go a little bit walking? Everybody improves from a little bit of walking. You know, <laughs> why right? Yeah, why not bit. chew a little scenery? Yes, yeah. Might as well, Christopher. I'm not going to try any further. Do a walking impression. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. I was on. Oh, have you seen? <laughs> There's a video out there where Christopher Walken is in a Peter Pan play, like a live theater, and he has mm-hmm. diarrhea, but he tries to cover it up. <laughs> no, <laughs> he shifts his pants on stage, and he's like, "Oh he's my like, god!" He's like, he delivers his line, and he stands up, and I guess right then he shits himself as he stands up out of his throne. He goes, Peter Pan has found a mother. Oh! A mother's so dear. He's like trying to act his way through shitting his pants. It's amazing. It's the most method thing I've ever seen. 
It's the most fantastic thing ever. They're all looking like, what the hell is he doing? What is he doing? How do we how do we feed off this? Like, is he gonna say the line? Did he forget I his line? Pranced off the stage. And he's like, but they're like, originally it got outed, um, released like in the newspaper where it's like Christopher Walken forgets his line. But then you see his video and he's like, Peter Pan has found a mother. Uh <clears throat> Oh, a mother's so de- de- <laughs> a mother's so oh, that mother. <laughs> and you can hear him <laughs> farting and like shitting. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, this man did not forget his line oh, whatsoever. Man. He's trying dearly to keep it together. What it But think about like that. Okay, so we've all had that moment and no, at that moment, everything else goes out the window, right? Like you go into pure like survival mode or something. You're like, I gotta go take care of this. He finished his line. It's Think about sorta. that for a second. <laughs> sort of. No, sort of. he sort of. did. Literally nothing but mad props to him from me. Okay. Like if yeah. Christopher Walken ever hears <laughs> this, I'm like Christopher Walken. I would have stood no. up. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. Yes. I appreciate that. It's nice. To hear that from you today. <laughs> you are no Truxton Spangler. <laughs> You're no Truxton Spangler. Not even Not close. Even close. <laughs> Not by a minute. Not by a dime. <laughs> oh! He's starting to sound like, I don't know, Rip Torn or something. <laughs> yeah. I kind of channel Rip Torn. I don't care. Torn. I'm like, keep it going. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Chuckton right. Spangler I, has a bit of like gravelly, whispery, uh, yeah, vault, breathy, breathy. Will. It's like, oh, that was good. Yeah, that brought very, me back. Yeah. yeah, like it's very like theater. I don't know. It's like yeah, it's very theater mixed with walking. It had a very like. Like you said, a slow burn, a draw from a cigar. Uh, it's like was a good mob story kind of vibe sometimes. He was acting yeah. mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. We a do find out. He's, whiskey. He's a very arrogant, but uh, ultimately, I don't know if he has. Is he evil? I, I suppose. It's hard to tell based on what we've seen. We should actually talk about the second episode because that's well, there's a lot that gets reviewed. We well, should. Are you ready yes. to do that? Yeah, but I did also. I wanted to say that the lunch scene, as that it was a bit ham-fisted, but it did set up where I didn't. I don't know if it was. Put, I don't think it was put before that. That we find out that the David character is the father-in-law of will Mm -hmm. like i thought there was nice setup that it led to the next scene yeah instead of you know that just being one thing so we could find out this tragic information that why he is who he is it's like it also led to this sort of um you know touching moment that it's on his birthday and it's i guess father-in-law has take him he takes him out for i don't know how to <laughs> treat me whatever that was yeah 
Was that a taco? I have no idea. I I don't. <laughs> you know what I liked about this show though is is and this is something that they did really well in the first episode. Is I well they did mostly well. I felt like I could take turn my brain off when it got to the real like very in the weeds detective work that they would explain what their solution was or maybe mansplain what the solution was depending on the character (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, but but I felt like I knew what was going on the entire time and I didn't have to think too hard about it and I'm a person I I'm intelligent but I like to suspend you know, belief. I like to turn my brain off when I'm watching TV. That's why I like entertainment. And I thought that they did, it wasn't hard to understand what was happening and to follow it. And they set things up really well. Like I said, they almost landed the lunch scene. They were almost there. It just needed to polish it. And I know network tampering happens. So, you know, it's a real thing. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> pretty good. And I like that you know, you have that opening scene, the suicide, and you don't know who that guy is. And then you find out that he has an attachment to the whole company and to Truxton Spangler uh, at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Is that it all ties it together? It doesn't leave. I like that it didn't give you some silly cliffhanger uh, where it left unanswered. It did leave unanswered questions, but. It did tell you, okay, it's all connected. We know it's all connected. It's just a matter of now explaining how it is all connected. I wanted a little more zhuzh at the end because I don't need like a big twist, but I like, so I like haikus and I think that's elegantly done. You know, like the first phrase sets it up, but the second phrase kind of twists things and gives you a different perspective. And then the third, you know, little part is supposed to, clarify the whole thing and give you a little surprise or a little bow at the end and I thought it just needed slightly more finesse like I wanted I got that they were going to connect things but I wanted a little more intrigue but it again this was 2010 and right now everything's flourishing all these writers had time to actually you know really think out and hone exactly what they wanted to say so by 2010 standards pretty okay last episode in the 13th and final episode, you can never win. You never can win. The API team tries to find their footing in the aftermath of the explosion in Galveston Bay. Plus, Will confronts Spangler. This one has an 8.5 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Uh, is oh, it's that... higher. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I like them about the same. Uh, before jumping into it, is. The 13 thing, is that in the 13th episode or was that in the, the initial episode? That, it's both. Uh, that was in the initial. It's both. Okay. I think it might be yeah, both. Yeah, they yes, talk about 13 actually. a lot. They show the parking space 13. Like they reference 13 in the first episode and then they explain how, you know, he would never have done all this 13 stuff on accident. Like that's literally ridiculous. So right. they, they reference 13, yeah. you know, a that's lot. That's when he has that moment. There's a lot of symbolism running through this show. I would want to watch it a second time and try to look for Easter eggs and things. Something that I noticed in both the first and last episode was in uh, Miles, the the guy played by um, Dallas Roberts. Dallas. Yes. Uh 
there is a, a, a and I'm a big comic book fan, which is why I noticed this. He's got comics on his mm. wall, and one of them is the the cover of the first issue or one of the first issues of The Invisibles by Grant Morrison, which is an extremely deep dive into conspiracy theories and whacked out crazy stuff. It's one of the most bizarre comic book series I've ever read. Um, and it's interesting that like the writers of the show put that in there on purpose. Like there's little nods to like something bigger. And I, I feel like the show is setting up a lot of markers mm. to be knocked down later and they never got a chance to do that. So yeah. that kind of flavors my experience of the show. <clears throat> yeah, I'd agree with but, that. Uh, yeah. Well, we do get that Maggie, the, I guess she's a secretary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, redhead yeah. lady work night. Yeah, Maggie. the younger, uh, attractive one. Uh, yeah, very soft features, yeah. very kind of almost like a shrinking violet type character in appearance. The one who seemed to be the obvious first. love interest. That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's what I was <laughs> yes. going to say is that, yeah, that's what is they're going for. And they had moments. Yeah. That was a, a real moment with the 13 stuff. And, and then uh, I don't know if that was where they were about to kiss. And then the daughter, it's surprise. She has a small child. And I don't know what <laughs> if if that was a moment or how that would have ended up if the child wasn't there. You know, um, but yeah, obviously some sort of something there. So then that kind of continues in the final episode. Uh, yeah, I didn't quite pick up uh, everything that happened. Like, there's obviously a conspiracy, and you know something's going on. There's Truxton Spangler is responsible for some sort of tragic event that's now uh, they're trying to pin on Iran. And uh, did we I read the uh, episode thirteen? The what? What it? What was the? I didn't read the. Um, I did read it. It's not very it's, good. It? All it says is it just says the API team tries to find their footing in the aftermath of the explosion and will confront Spangler. I'm just that's. All the so, ID IMDB. Sometimes it surprises well, me what IMDB doesn't give. Yeah, basically what happens is there's some sort of explosion that happens in a previous episode. Uh, that an oil tanker. Yes, and Truxton Spangler is responsible. Has something had his hand in that, and now he's trying to pin it on Iran because. They want to go to war. The U.S. wants to go to war with Iran. They need a reason. I don't know exactly. I think that was what was happening. Uh, That's, I guess. I think so. That's kind of what I was understanding because he gets confronted to stop by somebody else who is high up in that uh, agency. Did you and, like the casual bad guy meeting at the bottom of the stairs where it was like head haunted? Yeah, <laughs> that's what. Right. Yeah. They're like, we're being <laughs> bad guys. Yeah, we're being bad. Oh, God, there's somebody there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Someone walks in the room and they shut up. And oh, God, the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a wire. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Will confronts 
Spangler again and says, you killed David. He's like, yes, I did. And that was the end. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me is that in the two scenes that we just described, the one that you just described and the, and the, the bad guy meeting in the stairwell, um, in both of those Spangler seems convinced what he's doing isn't just what needs to be done, but is the right thing to do. Yes. Like he seems to be guided by some higher purpose and we aren't sure what that is. Greater interest Um, for sure. Right. Right. Because he seems to accept his fate with the, the, the green, the four leaf clover in a way like he sort of accepts it because he goes out to have a cigarette and maul it over. You don't see him smoking any other time in the show. It's very poignant to me that he's out there having a cigarette and sort of taking in a view. He's never taken in before. Like he knows his goose is cooked. He did what he felt he needed to do to be right. And we might not get to find out what that was, but in the end he says, no one's going to care. He tells, he's flat out tells Will, no one will care. Go ahead and take your evidence to the highest court in the land. See what happens. Honestly, he's not wrong. I mean, we see lots of super villains playing out in real life and it goes to the courts, you know, I mean, that wasn't wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Very true to life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, and then we see that uh, to do with the guy that committed suicide in the first scene. Can't remember his name. David. Uh, no, no, David's the guy that was... dies on the train. Oh, We're talking about the yeah, guy yeah. that kills himself, and looking, and he's uh... he's linked with David in that video with Catherine, Thomas? who is. Thomas? That might I be right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tom Kemp. Tom. Tom Kemp is yeah. the character's name. Tom, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So yeah, we see that him, Tom, and David are in a video together. Uh that the wife is watching. The the wife of Tom, who is named Catherine, she gets this DVD and it's basically a confession what seems like a confession tape. Yeah. Of something they were involved in that does not get released or that she was meant to release, but she wanted to give it to Will. He also says, go to this apartment when she goes to that apartment that Thomas says in the video, in case you're in danger, go to this apartment. There's a woman there who says she is there to protect her and does not do a very good job as Catherine dies in Central Park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Worst <laughs> advice ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Not only does she watch with disinterest, but then she almost literally shrugs as she leaves. Yeah. Sometimes you do a bad like, job, you know? It's just a job. <laughs> I kind of was questioning whether that was really it though whether she was really there to i'm hired to protect you i was like i don't know about that i was questioning Mm. it myself where it was like "Mm." yeah at first i thought maybe she was like a mistress to tom she was like his mistress or some affair was happening because she was like we're not supposed to be seen together or whatever and it was like oh is there some sort of 
you're both. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah second mm. family, second life, second something. But no, she was just supposed to. Well, actually, we don't know what really happened, do we? Eh. We don't. Yeah. No, we never do find out what happened there. And she completely watched in disinterest as uh, Catherine dies from being touched with white fucking gloves. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, on the shoulder, fully clothed. Sure. I don't know what it was. And 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 that guy doesn't just touch her mildly. He's like, oh, oh, oh. he's like piling his hands on her shoulder and pawing at her. Oh, excuse me. Like you would you would take you wouldn't just shrug that off. You'd be like, what's wrong with you, dude? You would have words with that person. Maybe because it's in the middle of broad daylight. Because there is that psychological effect of, you know, oh, I'm sure it's just a play or if somebody was really in trouble, then somebody else would do something about it. Everybody else. <laughs> Bystander effect. effect. Yeah. yeah. And he was yeah. dressed like a chauffeur, was he not? Like, <laughs> like a limo yes, driver. It's like, what's this limo driver doing bumping into me in the middle of a park? Don't you have somebody to drive around? What? <laughs> the fuck? Go drive around Truxton around the town. What the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> there were so God. many moments that I inadvertently laughed at. Like, do you remember when um okay, so he's going for the gun, grabs the gun, looks at the gun, wipes off the gun, puts back the gun, and then just throws the napkin on the desk. Just literally was like <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, the more you're pointing out, yeah, there were a few. Yeah. There were a few goofs. Yeah. There were a few goofy no, that moments. That was hilarious. That was, like I said, that was, the, yeah. that was the bright spot. I mean, directly after that, what I said to my husband is another half an hour of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I liked I, it. I didn't just like it. There were things I liked. Doesn't the main guy can't kind of look like Matthew Morrison from Glee? Did you? Uh, Matthew he's Morrison. The, like, head, he's the coach. I called him, you know, Matthew Norrison or just Norrison in my head. Will I think? Oh, their names are <laughs> the same too. I think his name was Will in Glee. Actually, Will Schuster. That's it. A little bit. I can kind of see that it's the hair. Yeah, I think. Yeah, my husband. It's definitely the hair. My husband was like, "Will Will always looks like this though," and he posed like, like a slack jawed zombie mixed with a guppy, <laughs> and he was like, "Have you noticed that his facial expression is just like?" Ugh. And I'm not. I can't. <laughs> just. <laughs> and I was like, well, I did. Yeah. I actually did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going for brooding, but he doesn't quite have the. I will is say, is it like Twilight this, brooding despite... versus brooding? You know, like um, what's that actor? Mm. Uh, twenty ten brooding guy. versus twenty twenty. Michael Mike or uh, Robert Robert Patterson. Patterson in the first Twilight. Yeah. yeah, brooding smells who is, bad. Who is now playing the most brooding character of all there time? Is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, true. Um, but I was actually kind of surprised. There's one scene where he's with the love interest, Maggie. and she's like, "You need, you need to open up, and or whatever, and like you can trust me." And his his face kind of unravels, mm. like he goes through like eight emotions at once. And I thought, and he kind of breaks down and and kind of like just like 
breaks down his walls between her. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was a really interesting moment because it was well acted. Yeah. It was very, very well good done. actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Like wow, I said, I feel like something else much. happened there. There was moments that I liked, like the end of the first episode, he was saying like, there's always a why you just don't always understand it. And I was like, that's really good dialogue. That's true. Just scientifically, there's always a why we might not understand it. We don't know what's on the other side of that black hole. Right. Um, I was like, oh, I feel that, you know, like there was a good like I liked. Oh, oh, I liked when the train was heading toward us. They had that scene in the first. Yes. Yeah. 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 I went, oh, shit. Yeah. There were a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. What would you guys say was the best episode of the two that you watched? Better episode. The first, I mean, uh, the first one. Yeah, first, I mean, like yeah. I said, the second one. I'm not surprised you don't remember it. It just didn't. It didn't resolve or set up enough. You know, well, just, I, no. I felt like you really needed to see what happened to have the more weight to the final episode. I felt like there's a good lead up to that, and you need. There seemed like a lot of stuff that should weigh more, but ultimately doesn't. Not having seen it. So just getting right. ahead i felt this was a particularly slow burner mm. and you know if you skip all those episodes unfortunately you get this which maybe lands a little flatter than it would if because i remember you know enjoying the whole thing and, and being upset there wasn't more and uh, I can't recall 12 years later what the hell happens. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I do remember, you know, compared to now where I, I was like, the last episode doesn't land as, as heavy. But I remember I watched it and then I heard it was canceled. And then I went back and watched the whole freaking thing again. Oh. I was like, oh, man, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but I was also like, I don't know, 15 or what, however the hell old. I don't know. It was like a teenager. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, everything was like, oh when my we God. We were 12 years ago, much younger people. Yeah. 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 You know, your your tastes change and your expectations for entertainment mm-hmm. change to a certain degree. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's plenty of shows that I grew up with that I go back and watch and go, wow, this really did not hold up. I, um, yeah. I got all, and it's, usually problematic in areas that I didn't ever ex- understand at the time. Absolutely. And, you know, you're kind of like, wow, that doesn't drive with me at all anymore. This is what I watch now. So yeah, it's interesting to look back at these things, yeah. you know, and say, s- you know, look at them with fresh eyes. I will say that the, the final episode, it wasn't hard to understand from the pilot. Like you could definitely piece enough together to know. Yeah. It just didn't, it didn't, you know, there was less weight to it. So. Yeah. And so the thing is, is like, would I watch the rest? And the answer is no. And that's because I, we, we can't unburn it. You know what I mean? We watched the last episode, you know, but I will say it feels like there probably wasn't, what would that be? The first and 13th episode. There's like 10, 11 episodes in between of stuff. And that still feels like a lot of episodes of stuff for what we learned in the last episode. Like, I didn't think there were that many, like, things that we couldn't follow. 
And that's why wow. I was like, I feel like maybe it needed to, we needed more time to fall in love with the characters, but I expect it also probably should have been edited down a little bit. Again, I think that um, because I think we're neglecting the explosion because we didn't get to see that. Mm. So it could have been that they figured everything out and then there's this huge explosion that distracts from everything. And it's like, oh, now we have to focus on this. And so this goes on the back burner now. Everything with Truxton. The, that, everything that that's being sense. unfolded. They had a whole filler arc. And they're talking about how Will has been spending all this time away, even though he's supposed to be team leader. And that's why he's, you know, removed. Which probably is not the ultimate reason. Yeah. Probably more because he's exposing Truxton. But... We do see that he is then Grant is given his role, probably because he's ultimately more controllable. But the the uh, official reason is that he's taking too much time away, and they do go and the I think it's the new girl that goes. Where the hell is Will? Oh yeah, Bangs girl, Dallas Roberts heard. character. Yeah, so it does give you the impression that he spent a lot of time away. And maybe they've been focusing on other things. And so that could have been uh, where this all kind of converges. Yeah. And we missed all that. Oh, so, we talked like, about convergence again. Look at Convergence. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, there absolutely could have been that. And we just missed it all. I think we did. Uh, um, I think yeah, we did. you have a good point. Um, I, I would be excited to see what some of these people do next. You know what I mean? Because I feel like they have, if they had their own creative control and with 12 years of wisdom at their disposal, they can really properly set up that fuse for the slow burn show that I think they're capable of executing. So would you, I guess it almost sounds like you're you're calling for a rewrite or a retry at this, like a reboot no. at this show. I think um, I think somebody could reboot it, but I also have a feeling that the original right, like I would love to see somebody else's take on this to give it a fresh spin, and I would love to see what the original writers are doing now because I bet they have even better ideas. Mm. Hopefully, you know, if they were, mm, right. I mean, everybody, like I said, it's a creative TV resurgence. I'm. I'm excited to see what they're doing now. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Well, obviously, you know, James Badge Dale, we already touched on. He's got it. He's been in a bunch of things since, and he's got that new series that's been out a couple of years. So he's doing fine himself. I don't know about anybody else. I thought I recognized Besides- the actress that played, it was like a funeral scene, David's dad, David. And there was like a sister there, and I thought I saw her in another TV show, maybe like a possibly, possibly. Yeah, there was a. I didn't my. I I didn't notice too many actors I was familiar with. I will say that the funeral scene was my best scene of another show. (laughs) Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, What would you guys say was your best scene for this for the two episodes you watched? Best scene. I, f- I found the there there wasn't anything that stuck out that was like wow. Besides the opening suicide, that was like whoa, what the fuck? Because uh, you don't really 
you know, you're like, why is this guy offing himself? And then it completely goes to something else that has nothing to do with him. Yeah. And we never see these people again in the entire first episode. So you're like, what the heck was that? I think the, I had to go with the, the touching scene that where uh, David and Will, it's his birthday. And uh, David is like, here, let me buy you a hot dog or whatever the hell that was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you find out that uh, David is the father-in-law or was the father to Will's wife and uh, obviously grandfather to his daughter that they both died. And it was like a touching kind of moment that was like, oh. That's how these two are connected. They don't just work together and are friends or something like that. Yeah, I thought they did a real good job with the slowdown moments, like his final moment with his, um, you know, the the lovely, fair, redheaded colleague, you know, um, when they were like having like like a really deep moment. It was like not even that romantic, but very like intimate. Like I thought they did the intimate dialogue very well. And like I said, I love that train. I was like, <gasps> the train. Oh yeah, the train. The train coming at you where David dies. Yeah. yeah that's a pretty good one. That was yeah. good. It's a very final destination moment. Yeah. yeah. I was you talking know. about Snowpiercer a lot the other day and I because I just watched it and I was like, I feel like I'm mm. on my own Snowpiercer, but I'm <laughs> captain of this Snowpiercer. You know, like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um Okay, what about worst scene? Worst scene. The night, the kids, the family, <laughs> the night of Oh my! <laughs> Execute it better. <laughs> Awful. That was my unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> uh, my, my worst scene is at uh, the death in Central Park. <laughs> By limo limo driver man. <laughs> well, the protector lady just watches from three hundred feet away. But I want to watch goes, a show about that lady. You know, like that's just one of her jobs for the day, and she was just like, "I told you it was dangerous." Yeah, yeah. I want to see her go home, crack open a beer, talk to her husband or wife or boyfriend, whatever, and be like, "Yeah, shitty day." I yeah. What's on the it's tube? It's like um, Killing Eve, you know, like her, she's like a Villanelle colleague, but just like real chill. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what no one has ever done? I wonder if this could be done. A comedy slash drama show where the home scenes are all sitcom-y and all the away scenes are hard drama. Oh, it kind of sounds like what they has were trying to do. Has anyone ever done with, that? Um... I don't know. Oh, with the Marvel shows, um, WandaVision. You know how I like how they're playing. Well, kind of like but not WandaVision, the same, but I know but what like, you're talking about. That'd be cool. Yeah, not as se- less self-aware. Yeah. That would be one thing if it was less self-aware, because that was the one thing about WandaVision that made it kind of it was very tongue-in-cheek. It's like it knew what it was doing, but I would like to see something where it's like there's this hard divide between the home life and the work life. You know, and see what that would be like as a show. Yeah, the death in Central Park, everything about it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let me get the limo driver. 
who's now, you know, almost shoved me to the ground. <laughs> so I shouldn't go flying <laughs> 10 feet. And then there's this lady who's supposed to protect her. Who's like, I'll be 10 feet behind you. Never look back. Once you get to the park, I'll stop moving and you keep walking to where there's 250 feet of distance between us and I'm no longer going to be able to protect you from anything. <laughs> it's like, wow, obviously something's going to happen because you, and it's like, I think it maybe was that a setup? Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to that's say. probably not the last we were seeing of them. But it was still kind of clunky, right? Like, really, like, I think it had to be a setup because it was so poorly done, you know? Like, yeah, well, it's like, I'm just upset that we didn't get to see more to have that explained. And for me to say that's the worst scene is just because it's like, okay, that had to be intentionally clunky. Like, come on. This lady set her up. Yeah. Whatever. Because she was kind of... If you remember when Catherine got to the apartment, she, she did kind of seem like she was snooping around a little bit and maybe she wasn't supposed to be there. She did. Well, it has to be. I mean, when you think about it, if this was the trained professional we are to led to be led to believe she was, right? This special agent supposed to protect her. Who has the minute that, that guy with <laughs> Yeah. The minute that that guy with the rubber gloves stumbled into frame, she should have been tracking him like an eagle and on him in a second. The minute he put his hands on her, she just looked, she just kind of looked impassively like, oh, there's a guy. See, that's what I'm saying. That answers <laughs> was, your question. It, yeah, it was kind of like, like my job's of done here. Of course it was. You already know the answer. You don't need that answered for you. It was obviously a setup, you know, so... Solved one go. mystery for you. It was obvious. I would have liked a little more payoff. Yeah, me too. Uh, yes, I agree. Personally. Yes. Yes. That's how I felt about the whole show. I would have liked a little more payoff. A little more payoff, like some funny stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like unintentionally hilarious moments. Let's talk about some of those. Unintentionally hilarious, a.k.a. it's so funny I forgot to laugh. Is it hilarious that I started zoning out? Is that... (laughs) 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 Unintentionally hilarious moment? I mean, uh, in a different way. I gotta pay attention to this. And I am the best studier, you guys. Like, you know, great grades, you know, top of the class sort of stuff. And I was like... Oh, yeah. Okay. Something happened. I'll rewind. Uh, you don't need to rewind back that far. <laughs> something happened. So uh, everything my husband said was un- it was, <laughs> was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Truxton, as we've already been discussing, his voice is hilarious. <laughs> his delivery. His delivery. His uh, delivery. It was like Shakespearean punch in the throat. It's like a man that got punched in the throat trying to deliver Shakespeare. Yes. I'm to be or not to be. Will, how are you? Like, okay. Yeah, he's definitely got like this gravitas 
that is un unmatched by anyone else in any scene of, of the show. He's got some big gravitas and, energy, you know, some BGE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Very commanding. clears throat> it's almost a parody voice. Almost. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's kind of like, I mean, you know what it makes me think of is Frank Langella's uh, uh, role as Skeletor in the 1980s film He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, He-Man. Um, Yes, because Frank Langella knew that the script was garbage. He knew it was just fodder for toys to be sold. And he just took no quarter. He he ate every piece of scenery there was to be eaten, made some more scenery, and ate that too. <laughs> Built that, his own that, scenery backstage, painted it by hand painstakingly, and then ate it. <laughs> and then he... He ate it, ate it every bite, every Arr. crumb, and it's and it's an amazing, it's an amazing performance in such a terrible movie. And this is, I'm not saying that Rubicon was terrible, but I do feel like there was a similar dynamic here, where you've got this character actor who's like got this great voice and this great performance, and he's sort of like, "Can I just <clears throat> do what I want?" And they're like, "Yeah." Go as crazy as you want. And he's like, he's always like making these wide eyes. Like he looks insane. Yeah. Like he's constantly <laughs> smiling and his eyes get really wide. And, I was just like obvious you know. bad guys in the bad guy <clears throat> layer doing the bad guy stuff. Very mysterious and seedy and sneaky. Like I didn't have to know what anybody's names were in this show. I was just like right. bad guy, villain, other villain guy, quirky side character weirdo guy like smart guy with blue eyes like <laughs> i was just like i know yeah redhead the other sure. redhead <laughs> yeah and we have the ultimate unintentionally hilarious moment which you have brought up a few times amber which is uh try 9 11 try wife and daughter killed it's like uh, it storms off it's like okay <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't even think he says wife and daughter killed. He was like, try wife and daughter, try 9 11. And he storms yes, off. The cruelest, meanest, worst way possible. I was like, that was a tantrum that he just threw. Maybe you yeah. find out he has some social. I think he's on drugs. <laughs> That's also what he looked like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's yeah. Okay, I thought he was well, on drugs. He looks so tired, and his eyes are puffy. And that's not even in the end of the series where it makes sense for him no. to look like that. He just always looks like that. And you get the idea of someone who's viked yeah. up. Yeah, he's just popping viking. It makes something. sense though. Like it is funny, but. It, it makes sense because they constantly do refer to this place as like what the girl says. It's like a tomb. Uh, Will is saying, you know, oh, the problem isn't my job. The problem is that I can't talk to my job about anyone or with anyone. And there's a lot of times where each character, I guess, maybe besides Grant, who's a douche nozzle, but... <laughs> Uh, everyone else sort of complains about, you know, how fucked it is. I think they did a good job at being subtle and not a good job at being unsubtle. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. they were so close in so many ways. Like, like the actors were good when they were given good dialogue, but sometimes their dialogue was that heavy handed and clunky dialogue and they overacted it or edited it weird or directed it weird. Or maybe we needed more character growth. But again, there wasn't any character growth that we, I mean, there's some we might've missed out on, but a lot of those characters stayed absolutely just villain jerk the entire show. Like maybe for a while you thought they were good guys but it's hard to believe that you were ever convinced of that given their obvious villain choices like um like I said I didn't hate this show I really thought it had a lot of potential but then it, it's like it feels like when I first started recording my podcast we were doing a lot of things right and a lot of things real bad it was just a real mix of quality you know like yeah we didn't know what we were doing you know like but we were doing something yeah. right you know <laughs> The concept was good. The yeah. it just needed more finesse. And that's why I'm saying I think all these people are capable. Well, most. Most of these people are capable of doing better now, today, I'm sure. So what? I'm still I overall I rate it pretty highly. I will maintain that. Even though, yeah, there are some glaring things these years later going back. I still I'm fond of it. I really, I really enjoyed it. I have to be, admit, like, like I took it for what it was, flaws and all, and and I sort of, I intend. Well, you know what? I I don't think Amber that you would go back and watch the no. rest. I, I think that you've made that pretty clear, Brandon. Would you watch this though, again? I will say. I would read recaps or I talk to you guys about what happened in between. It's not like I've given up on the show. I just don't think I would want to dedicate 11 hours to it since I know what the payoff is. So mm-hmm. like, it's not like I'm like burn this show. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, uh, I like to roast things I love and appreciate. I don't like to roast things I hate, but um, yeah, I think I just, um, I, I wouldn't go back and watch all the episodes though, but I read recaps like a quick recap. I'd be like, yo guys, what happens? Mm. Tell me. I love knowing what happens. So fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I saw it when it came out. I found out it was canceled. I watched it again. You have got disappointed there. twice. Got disappointed twice. A little bit. Uh disappointed <laughs> twice. And I don't need to be disappointed a third time. Is uh I'm tempted to go back and watch it all. Uh Sometimes you got what you got. This time around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of, yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. What Amber said between, I'm between both of you because I saw this before and I want more, but I know I'm not getting more. And Amber, you don't want any more because you know what you're getting. And Tom, you saw what you were getting and you want a little bit more and you know, you can get more from the first season, but mm-hmm. I'm in the middle where I saw the first season and I know where it ends up and I don't need to remember the rest. Gotcha. Yeah. Quick pause for station identification. Not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season, as well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash uncancelled.
And now back to your regularly scheduled program. So, renew, <coughs> re uncancel, uh, reboot, movie, any of those things? Would you uncancel, Rubica? Would you uncancel? Yes. <laughs> uh, we know Amber's. We know Amber. Amber. Sh- yes. <laughs> <Let> Amber. Sh- <laughs> sh- <laughs> shut up. Brandon. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you don't get to say anything. We know you hate it. <laughs> no. Uh, this is a lady that it, hates uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. You. You're. But you did kind of mention before that you might uh, bring it back, and you'd like to see what the actors are doing, what they would do with this from somebody else. I'm going to cancel the talent. I wouldn't cancel the premise. If it got rebooted by like other people, I'm like, cool, have somebody take a new spin on it. If I want to see what the writers are doing in the future. Do I want this specific show renewed by the exact same cast and writers? No, but that's not what we're asking. So, oh, look who didn't know what my answer was. <laughs> <laughs> Uncancelled. Yes, yes, yes. As far as this, uh, I have to, I put down, please, AMC, you're desperate these days. <laughs> you you milked The Walking Dead for all it's worth. You got like six spinoffs there. You've got a spinoff sequel prequel to Breaking Bad. You're milking everything for all it's worth, clinging on to stuff. Why not give this another opportunity? Why not? Or give it to Netflix and sell them the rights. You'll make some money and they can take it and they can do a mini series even. Just give me a little bit more. I want a little bit more. I don't need a bunch, but just (laughs) even give me, I don't know, six more episodes. What it's, you know, Mm. bring it back and start a whole new, you know, you don't have to continue it. Even start a whole new thing with kind of the same sort of people. I just want more. Yeah, whole new storyline. The premise is good enough that I would absolutely watch a reboot or even a show that's tangentially similar. And I mean, it's got a lot of the right markers without going too far into like camp, Mm. which really a show like this could easily get into. So I I appreciated it. I quite enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. Put a fork in it. It's done. So uncancel, it's a grub. Ain't no more gonna die.
Wait a minute. Throw some Ozanaz in there. What's your hurry?